0: Hi, welcome to worship on this 25th Sunday after Pentecost. I'm so glad you are joining me today. Let us begin worship with a confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, your sovereign purpose brings salvation to birth. Give us faith to be steadfast amid the tumults of this world, trusting that your kingdom comes and your will is done through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings? Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? No one stone will be left here upon another. and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come, for nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines, but this is but the beginning of the birth pangs. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Jesus' time on earth with his disciples is coming to an end soon. Jesus is feeling the pressure of trying to get them to understand as much as possible what lies ahead for them after he is gone. He is sitting with Peter, James, John, and Andrew. When they ask Jesus, how will they know when all these things Jesus has predicted will take place? Jesus' answer must have been less than reassuring. He tells them about wars and fighting among people and earthquakes and famine, and then he says, but this is not the end. It is just the beginning of what is to come. It could not have been very comforting to think that they would be in the middle of all this chaos. Jesus was afraid that when he was no longer with them, they may be led astray by people coming to them claiming to be Jesus or claiming to know how to help them during the difficult times. This could cause some of his disciples to follow false teachings and forget all Jesus had taught them. Jesus knew many of the disciples would face persecution and may surrender under the pressure and denounce Jesus. Jesus was working hard to make sure none of the disciples were caught off guard. He wanted them to know exactly what would happen and to remember that Jesus would be waiting for them and would never leave them. They would all have eternal life in God's kingdom. Jesus' warning, not to be led astray, has meaning for us today. We are faced daily with decisions that affect our relationship with Jesus. We are pulled in many directions, each promising us something in return for our loyalty. How do we know which are false teachings? How do we know if we are prepared for what is to come when Jesus comes again? For the last two Wednesdays, I have had the privilege of spending time with Emily Grau and Kinnick Christensen as they learned about communion and its meaning for them. There were four Bible stories we focused on. The first was when God provided manna and quail for the Israelites when they were in the wilderness on their way to their new home. God graced them with the abundance of bread and meat to sustain them for their journey. God always makes sure we have what we need. The next story was Jesus with his disciples at the Last Supper. This was a significant meal because Jesus knew it was the last time they would break bread together. It was at this meal that Jesus emphasized how to be a servant leader by washing the disciples' feet. He humbled himself and cared for those whom he loved. The next Bible story was the road to Emmaus. Here we have two of the disciples walking together after Jesus' death. They are lamenting their loss when they see a stranger on the road who cannot understand why they are so sad. They explain to him about Jesus' death and invite him to walk along with them. When they arrive at their destination, they invite the man to eat with them, and that is when it happens. In the breaking of the bread, they recognize that the man is Jesus, and he has risen from the dead just as he promised. The disciples are overjoyed at seeing their friend, and their eyes are truly open to what Jesus has done for them. Our final Bible story was Jesus feeding the 5,000. This was truly a miracle because there is no other way to explain how five small loaves of bread and two fish could feed 5,000 men plus women and children. What was even more amazing was the 12 baskets of leftovers the disciples collected. Emily and Kinnick both agreed that there was no explanation for this, except that Jesus performed a miracle. Some of what we read in the Bible defies understanding, and that is when faith takes over. It is our faith that makes us believers. Now we know we have faith. We know that we believe in Jesus and all Jesus has done for us. So why is Jesus worried that we will stray from his teachings? Maybe because he knows all the temptations set before us and all the people who try to change our beliefs or at least try to convince us our beliefs are not important. Just as Jesus warned the early disciples to be prepared and watch out for trouble, Jesus has the same warning for us. How do we know that Jesus is with us and that we are on the right path? How do we keep our strength up for whatever lies ahead? I think our answer comes in the story of the men on the way to Emmaus. They were walking along with a man they thought was a stranger. They did not recognize him. It was as if their eyes were closed to the possibility that Jesus could be alive. It wasn't until Jesus joined them for a meal and they broke bread together that their eyes were opened and they saw Jesus. Each Sunday we come to worship and come to the table to share a meal. Bread is broken and wine is poured out. We eat the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is during that time that our eyes are open to the possibilities for our lives as God's children. It is during that meal each week that Jesus is with us and gives us strength for whatever will happen. It is then that we know Jesus is our way to salvation. So when you come to the table, hold out your hands for the body and blood of Jesus Christ, And know that you are saved. Now before I end this, I have a little bragging to do about Emily and Kinnick. At the end of our two weeks, I wanted to review with them what we had talked about. I asked them if they remembered the four Bible stories. Without hesitation, they not only remembered the stories, but they remembered the details of each story. By coming to Sunday school and worship, these two young people are laying a foundation for their lives. I'm grateful for their family's support and for the support of our family at church who gives all our children encouragement. May Emily and Kinnick eyes always be open to all the possibilities God has waiting for them. Amen. Using the words of the Nicene Creed, let us confess our holy faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Eternal God, you hold firm amid the changes of this world. Hear us now as we pray for the church, the world, and everyone in need. God, our Creator, You show us the path of life. Bless faithful people everywhere with humility. Cultivate healthy congregations and show your reconciling love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, our constant, you love our universe from beginning to end. As the seasons change, protect animals that migrate and hibernate. Bring them safely to shelter. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, our ruler, you write your law on human minds and hearts. Give wisdom to all elected officials to govern with insight and compassion and be with all those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer God our stronghold you are present amid disaster be with all those affected by natural disasters and the first responders who support them and be with all who suffer in mind body or spirit especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud Lord in your mercy Hear our prayer. God, our guide, you are greater than we can imagine. We thank you for all you do for us through Jesus Christ. Be with Emily and Kinnick as they gather with their families around your table. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, our beginning and our end, your beloved people shine like the brightness of the sky. We thank you for the lives of all who rest in your eternal mercy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Confident that you hear us, O God, we boldly place our prayers into your hands through Jesus Christ, our truth and life. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven,
1: strengths and dreams
0: Go in peace, remember the poor. Thanks be to God.